this bulletin, Justin Mohammed named as Australia's inaugural First Nations ambassador. A packed agenda for Anthony Albanese on his four-day trip to India. And the government's first annual report card on the status of women in Australia released. Justin Mohammed has been appointed as the Australian government's inaugural ambassador for First Nations people. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says the newly created role allows for dedicated Indigenous representation in Australia's overseas diplomacy. Uh, Gureng Gurengman from Bundaberg in Queensland, Mr. Mohammed is currently Deputy Secretary of Aboriginal Justice in Victoria. His previous positions include Reconciliation Australia CEO and he has represented Indigenous organisations internationally, including at the United Nations United Nations Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues. Mr. Mohammed says he looks forward to developing foreign policies that have First Nations people's knowledge at the forefront. Australia's Indigenous Envoy for Reconciliation says an Indigenous voice to Parliament is the missing piece of the puzzle to help close the gap. Reflecting on the anniversary of the stolen generation, Pat Dodson told the Senate told the Senate the voice will allow Indigenous Australians to be engaged in decision-making and priorities. Coalition Senator Jacinta Price says she disagrees, saying she doesn't believe constitutional change will deliver better outcomes for Indigenous Australians. All Australians will be required to vote on the issue in a referendum to be held between October and December this year. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he is looking forward to his fourth meeting with his Indian counterpart Narendra Modi during a four-day visit to India beginning today. Discussions are set to focus on renewable energy, defence cooperation and education ties. The Prime Minister will lead a delegation of Australia's top business people as well as trade and resources ministers. Mr Albanese says there is a lot he will will be seeking to achieve. And during this visit, I'll be giving at least seven speeches over the coming days talking about the opportunities which are there to have increased people-to-people relations to educational transfers, increased two-way investment, increased uh, engagement between our business communities. And I think it is an enormous opportunity for Australia. Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe says the time for opposing the rise in interest rates is approaching. The Reserve Bank delivered the 10th interest rate hike in a row on Tuesday afternoon, bringing the cash rate to 3.6%, the highest level in more than a decade. Speaking at the Australian Financial Review's Business Summit in Sydney, Dr Lowe says the Reserve Bank Board did discuss the timing of keeping interest rates on hold at yesterday's meeting. We also discussed that with monetary policy now in restrictive territory, we are closer to the point where it will be appropriate to pause interest rate increases to allow more time to assess the state of the economy. At what point it will be appropriate to pause will be determined by the data and by our assessment of the outlook. 
Women's Minister Kati Galaha says the federal government is committed to making gender equality a national priority as the federal government releases the first annual report card on the, on the status of women in Australia. Released to coincide with International Women's Day, the report finds women impacted in a number of ways, including being the target of sexual harassment at twice the rate experienced by men. Women over 55 are the fastest growing of homeless Australians. Ms. Kalaha says a national strategy will be released in the second half of the year. And she says the government is considering measures like paying women super on paid parental leave. Well, we've made no secret that this is something we would like to do. Uh, we've got to find room for it uh, in the budget. It's uh, several hundred million dollars. So um, this is something that we've committed to in the past and it's really about finding room in a very tight budget uh, to find the money to do that. We know that it's a big issue for women. We know it's a, an inequity in the superannuation system and we know that women retire with less. Employer group, the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, has called for the two-year extension in post-study work rights expanded to more international students. The change comes into effect from July 1 for select degrees in occupations identified as having skills shortages. The list is being updated as the commencement date approaches. Ingrid Fraser from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry says the list of eligible occupations... Only around 16% stay on after they study. There may be some nuance in that number. I know that the list that the working group has come up with was based on analysis by National Skills Commission or Jobs and Skills Australia. We did see the list double from 2021 to 22, and so it was in the spirit of there being significant shortages across the board. There could be merit in having that extension more broadly for a limited period. United Kingdom Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has defended his government's contentious new legislation that would see asylum seeker boat arrivals immediately detained and then deported. It comes amid a 60% rise in the number of people attempting to cross the English Channel in 2022. Under the bill, asylum seeker boats, boat arrivals would also be barred from returning to the UK for life. Now I understand there will be debate about the toughness of these measures. All I can say is, we have tried it every other way and it has not worked. So I say again, my policy is very simple. It is this country and your government who should decide who comes here, not criminal gangs. The government has now introduced the legislation to Parliament and even though it is not expected to pass for some months to be backdated to apply to anyone who reached the UK from today. The United Nations Refugee Agency says the bill's provisions are a clear breach of the Refugee Convention. The White House has denounced the kidnapping of four Americans in Mexico as unacceptable and offered condolences to families of two members of the group who were killed. The two survivors have returned to the United States after the kidnapping happened on Friday in the Mexico border city of Matamoros. Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador said the victims were believed to have entered the country to buy medicines and got caught up in a confrontation between criminal gangs. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says multiple agencies in the U.S. and Mexico are working together to learn more about what happened. 
These U.S. agencies remain in close touch with their counterparts, and we expect that they will share more as they can. Attacks on U.S. citizens are unacceptable, no matter where or under what circumstance, circumstances they happen. We will continue to work closely with the Mexican government to ensure justice is done in this case. Tickets for the Eurovision Song Contest Grand Final being held in Liverpool this may have already sold out in just over an hour. The other public shows were also fully booked an hour later. Britain is hosting the competition despite Ukraine winning Ukraine winning last year when organizers requested a different location due to Russia's invasion. About 3,000 tickets are being made available for displaced Ukrainians at a cheaper rate and organizers say the demand for tickets is high. About 160 million people around the world are expected to tune in to the broadcast in May. And to sport in cycling, Dutch World Tour cycling team Jumbo Visma has won the Stage 3 team time trial at Paris-Nice. Paris nice. Magnus Court led second-placed EF Education Easy Posts charge across the 32.2-kilometer circuit with the dense efforts, seeing him take over the race leader's yellow jersey. The stage saw a change in the regular team, with the, the clock stopping on the first rider to cross the line opposed to the fourth or fifth. Jumbo Visma's Jonas Vinegard told Cycling Pro the plan was simple. The plan was to go as quick as possible to the finish. <laughs> so uh, we tried to do this and I think uh, yeah, we won. So of course we are very happy with this. Uh, it was a good day for us. But yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, 11 seconds is, is, is not much and uh, I think we'll have to, to battle it out in the, in the mountains. Maybe it's also crosswinds tomorrow, so we'll have to, uh, to see tomorrow and uh, yeah, then we'll just see in the mountains who's the, who's the strongest guy. And having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy 32, Perth, possible shower, developing 35 degrees, Adelaide, shower 220, Melbourne, partly cloudy 18, Hobart, a shower 216, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy 17, Canberra, partly cloudy 21, Wollongong, sunny 29, Sydney, also sunny 31, Newcastle, more sunshine 34, Brisbane, partly cloudy 32, Townsville, light rain 30 degrees, Cairns showers 31, Alice Springs sunny 27, Darwin a shower of 20, a possible storm in the top of 31 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands a mostly cloudy day in the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.